So in this, uh, in this passage, in Luke's Gospel, Jesus identified a long list of catastrophic events. Uh, if you want to go back and look at the list, it's in chapter 21. Um, and actually, we just read a part of it. That's, that's the short part of the long list. Both natural and political events, which people would go through. In fact, what he said could easily be the chapter headings in a history of the world since that time. Tucked into this list, in the last paragraphs, are two teachings that I want to talk about tonight. The first is this. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And the second, and this using the King James translation of the Bible, is this. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Now taken together, these two teachings give us a theme for tonight's sermon. His words will never pass away, and therefore we will watch and pray. His words will never pass away, and therefore we will watch and pray. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So 34 years ago today, in 1987, I went into the law office of J.B. Birch. Stand up, please, Mr. Birch. He was not there. He's here tonight. <laughs> and unceremoniously, with his legal assistant, signed a series of documents transferring the monastery of the Sisters of the Visitation of Monte Maria to a new nonprofit corporation called Richmond Hill. I walked out to the street and waved as I saw Paige Harmon and several other members of the community driving by. It was important that somebody noticed what I'd just done. <laughs> it had been a long and a pretty miraculous journey from the beginning vision of a small ecumenical Christian group up to the time of this purchase. But that was not the longest journey if you look at things over God's time. 30th of November, that's what today is, right? It's also the eve of the celebration in the Episcopal Church of a day commemorating a man called Nicholas Ferrer. If you want to see his name on the map, where the city of Henricus is, Henricus Park, is called Ferrer's Island. It's named for him. 400 years ago, in 1621, Nicholas Ferrer was the secretary of the Virginia Company of London, the public-private English investment company that was sending English soldiers and settlers to the banks of this river. Nicholas's father was one of the chief financiers behind the company, one of the richest people in London. But Nicholas was interested in mission with the native people. 
He was trying to raise money to establish a college on the James River for Native and English youths to study together. All this stuff is happening at the same time. The Virginia Company set aside 10,000 acres of land to provide an endowment for that college. On the north side of the James, for, well, Powhatan's River, it wasn't called the James, from Verina up to the falls, which means that that land probably included Richmond Hill. Now, the college never materialized. Colony dissolved the next year in racial turmoil and ethnic massacre. Farrer, having failed at this endeavor, went to a place called Little Gidding in Yorkshire and founded a religious community of daily prayer with his friend George Herbert. And those of you who read T.S. Eliot know that he visited that community and wrote a poem about it. It's a beautiful poem. Now, Nicholas wasn't the only person praying in past centuries for life in this place. You've all seen, I am sure, the incredibly beautiful sky-painting sunsets out the windows of the West Room here at Richmond Hill. Raise your hand if you've seen one. All right, the rest of you need to see one. <laughs> Those have been here for a very long time. The descendants of Native people have confirmed to me my belief that this place was a place to sit and pray, a holy place, a long time ago. What do you do on the highest hill in an area with the sunset. And one day, Sinless Chapel, an early supporter of Richmond Hill, Bowling Robertson, who spent much of his life in Liberia, Bowling came to me with the report of a vivid dream from the previous night in which he was visited by a long procession of Indian people led by chiefs on horseback who said, thank you for preserving this place. So today, we are living out the visions of the ancestors as decades and centuries move forward inexorably toward the fulfillment of God's promise. Sisters of Visitation came here in 1866. This community began in 18, 1987, praying for the city, a city racked by evil and promise. Give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, right over there at the church in 1775. And all men are created equal, Thomas Jefferson said in 1776, as he was planning to build a Greek temple on a muddy hill just across the valley. But it was as if, he, as if neither man knew what he was saying. Dedicated to the practice of human bondage, they spoke words that belied their own behavior. Probably not the only ones who do that. I'm just saying, 
So here we were in 1993, looking out over Shaco Valley to the governor's mansion on the far hill, not knowing, along with what seems to be an entire Commonwealth of Virginia, that we were looking across the location of America's largest downriver slave market and its most notorious slave jails. We didn't know that. So we've been a part of that revelation and continue to be participants in the emergence of the kingdom in both word and deed in metropolitan Richmond. It is mysterious, but it is so clearly and demonstrably true. Moses and the prophets and Jesus announce ahead of time what will be coming. even though, even through the enormous and catastrophic events of natural and human history. Moses and Jesus and the prophets announced ahead of time what would be coming even through the enormous and catastrophic events of natural and human history. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. His words will not pass away. They will never pass away. And therefore, we will watch and pray. Jesus said, Be on guard, watch ye therefore, and pray always. In the light of all of the chaos, all of the evil, all of the natural disaster, and the violence and oppression of human racial history, Jesus gives these instructions. That is the calling of each of us, and it is the particular calling of the Richmond Hill community. Therefore, we will watch and pray here on this holy hill at the falls of the James in the center of the city of metropolitan Richmond. Now, as for the centuries before and after, watch and pray. Watch. That's right, mine was just buzzing, and it was really bothering. <laughs> I don't have a pacemaker, but I bet that's what it feels like. Watch, the injunction is up here, or at least it was up here. Is that coming back? Yeah, it's coming back. Took a lot of time to get that up there. So the injunction's up here in front of us, and this quotation from Psalm 127. Verse 2, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman keeps vigil in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman keeps vigil in vain. Now remember, every city in the world is symbolically a little Jerusalem. Every city, every city in the world is a microcosm of the kingdom of God. Incorporating people, this is true of cities, everywhere incorporating people from every tribe and nation in what is meant to be a community of justice and peace. Just, I'll tell you what I always tell people. The word nation in the King James Version is, translates the Greek word for ethnic group. 
So you see kingdom, that means a political entity, but you see nation, it means ethnic group. The Greek word is ta-ethni, and it's a similar word in Hebrew. So uh, remember, every city in the world is symbolically a little Jerusalem. Every city is a microcosm of the kingdom of God, incorporating people from every tribe and nation in what is meant to be a community of justice and peace. Every city in the world is far removed from that vision and in some place of fault and promise, of good and evil, of oppression and salvation. Our job here on the original hill at the center of the city is to watch and pray for the kingdom to come in this city as it is in heaven. To watch is not a passive act. It is to be alert, but especially it is to notice detail. It is to see individual people. And it is also to see the demographics and the economics and the physical layout and the taxes and the crime and the correction and the escape from reality and the incarnation of virtue in the city, all of the metropolitan city and its inhabitants, all of its inhabitants. To watch is to pay attention. It is to see what is there and to tell the truth about it. Yesterday I was with a group of retired people discussing the history of structural racism in metropolitan Richmond. Um, they were 95% white. There were 20 people. And the way it continues to shape the metropolitan city, talking about structural racism, and finally one person asked me, that it always happens, what kind of change I'd seen in the last 20 years, structurally, well, I mentioned there was a bus line to Short Pump and down Route 1 to the um, to what's now called Bright Point Community College in Chesterfield County. And the, some statues are gone. Otherwise, not a whole lot's changed outwardly. Much is left. But I said, we could not have had this conversation five years ago and that was the major change. That's true. That's where it is. It's what I see. To watch is to tell the truth as best you can. And that's what the watchman does. Things don't stay the same. And even when they do, you see more today than you did yesterday, if you're paying attention. Jesus ask the blind to see. Watching is not only an external thing. It's an internal thing. That's what spiritual retreat and spiritual guidance are about. Healing the heart, opening the eyes to see what God has placed around us. You know Mary Oliver's words, I love these, what she calls instructions for living a life. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. His words will never pass away, and therefore, 
we will watch and pray. We'll pray. Now, if you can watch without praying, if you can honestly look at yourself and your city without praying, how in the world can you do that? This is about looking clearly at things that will affect your heart and challenge your faith. It is about seeing some great beauty, but it's also about seeing much evil and misery that you cannot today do anything about. If you're truly watching, then you will be driven to prayer. Prayer is the spirituality that puts us in touch with the heart of God. It is a sharing in his love for the world, in his spiritual vision and reality, in his undying hope that insists that resurrection is a reality. Otherwise, how can you look with open eyes at the metropolitan city in which we live? But prayer is also a heightened form of awareness. It's a listening. And as we are driven into prayer, we are driven out of prayer, into relationship and action. Everyone who joins in these prayers day after day, year after year, finds himself or herself praying for God's agenda. And everyone who prays God's agenda finds himself or herself assigned from time to time to a particular task. Something ready to happen that calls you. This community of Richmond Hill also hears calls of this sort, whether it's to address students at Armstrong High School or to summon a group of clergy to a meeting or to study the full community of people who lived here two centuries ago. There are summons over and over again at different times. But the prayer continues. It's God's prayer. We pray so hard that we're driven to action for the kingdom. And the actions in which we engage, if we engage, are so much beyond us that we're driven back to prayer. True prayer always includes both contemplation and action. Out of this process comes our participation in the dynamism of salvation. Jesus' words are there. They will never pass away. They will never pass away. Watch. But our city will not be static. We are called to watch and to pray. Things seen and prayed for today may not come to pass in our lifetime. But they are in the heart of God. What the original inhabitants saw in the sunset over the falls. 
what Nicholas Ferrer saw in his vision of a college, what the sisters saw when they came here to the burned city, and what each of us saw when we were called here for the first time. These dreams and visions of the word of God will never pass away. And some of them, as we watch and pray, are happening even as we speak.